the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. I'm Dottie Herman. And you're listening to I Am Real Estate. Of course, you know, we're the only show on talk radio that is all about real estate and the millions of things that have to do with real estate, which is just about everything. As we all know, real estate is booming. Um, I'm happy to introduce, introduce always my two co-hosts, um, Ace Watasupar, who is the vice president, senior vice president of Citizens Bank. Um, and he's going to talk about the mortgage business. And we're just like flooded with mortgage applications. And when you need to know anything about financing, there's no one more knowledgeable than Ace and anybody at Citizens Bank. And my other co-host, Stephen Ebert, who specializes in real estate law, both residential and commercial, and is a partner with Castle & Casson LLP, which has offices in Manhattan, Westchester, Dallas, and Phoenix. He handles all our legal things, and uh, he there's no one better with real estate. Anything, anything you need to know about real estate as far as the legal end of it, um, no one better than him and his law firm. And as I always tell you, I like to put a good team together. So when you're doing a transaction on a bot, buying or selling, you need an attorney and you need finance unless you have a, unless you're lucky enough to have all cash. So we're all here. We have a great show to you. And I'm very thrilled to, you're not going to want to miss this, but joining us at 11 a.m. is Susan DeFranza. And Susan joined Douglas Elliman Development Marketing and Development marketing is all the new developments that are being built. And she's the president and CEO since 2011 of Douglas Elements Development and Marketing. And um, she is, there's no one better. I mean, I went crazy to get her as I did to get Ace. Okay. Um, Susan and her team have the, they, they develop, they design, they plan, they market. And they have really taken Douglas Elliman's development team to number one. And she's going to talk about some of the opportunities, what they're developing in New York City, some of the places, other places in the um, country where they're developing, and any questions you have about development she knows from soup to nuts. Um, she'll be here at 11 o'clock, and you're not going to want to miss her. She's just, I'm just so thrilled to have her on the show. Uh, actually, you know, she, they, they, they preside over $8 billion worth of sales within the company's luxury and super luxury condominiums, 
with properties in New York, Boston, Chicago, and Los Angeles. And of course, we always want to hear from you. So please call us at 866-970-9622. And for all our listeners, I'd like if you're not able to listen to us live, you can always listen to the show at any time. Or if you have a favorite past show, you can listen to them in the following ways. You can go to DottieHerman.com and you go to DottieHerman.com. You click on Ion Real Estate, click on Listen on iTunes, and you'll find all of our past episodes. And what we're trying to do now is kind of go back and summarize what they're about so if you miss a certain episode or you want to know about a certain specific topic you could go back and reference them and if you're calling from an iphone you can go to your iphone store app and um if you want to listen to us live of course you can go to www.am970answer and the top right you'll see now playing so you click on the now playing box and you can listen to iron real estate via the web and talk to us live we have a great show for you today. We're going to talk a lot about foreclosures because that's kind of our moratorium on foreclosures is ending. We started to talk about it last week and uh, we're going to continue that. But before I do that, I have a few things I'd like to say. Yesterday, uh, I was lucky enough to be asked to attend the uh, speakers. Um, they have a seminar for uh, Talkers Magazine as a seminar that Michael Harris, who has, he's like the guru of talk, talk show uh, hosts, and he has Talkers Magazine, and he had a seminar, which was on Hofstra that I attended, and all talk radio hosts were on, like there was Bill O'Reilly, I mean, there was just everyone there, and we learned, I learned so much, and it was just a wonderful experience, and I want to thank Michael Harrison, uh, especially for inviting me, and Next one, he's inviting the whole staff. It was just a wonderful experience with wonderful people. I met so many good people from across the country. So I want to thank him especially. I had a wonderful day yesterday. And before I get going, I was just found, I came across something and I thought it was just interesting. Um, I, I found this article that said, this is a hundred years ago. So what a difference a hundred years can make. So a hundred years ago, the average life expectancy for men was 47 years old. Can you believe that? 47 years old. That was only 100 years ago. Fuel for cars 100 years ago was sold only in chemists, chemists that you couldn't get at the gas station. Only 8% of the homes had a telephone. Um, 100 years ago, the tallest the tallest structure in the world was the Eiffel Tower. Uh, the maximum speed level, speed limit in most cities was, you, you want to make a guess, anybody? Ace, you want to make a guess what the average speed limit was 10 years ago? I would say 40 miles per hour. High. It was 10 Wait, miles this, this per hour. This, yeah. this is in, in cities? Yeah. And how many years ago? A hundred. Well, it, it's going to be low because it's going to be based on horses, not cars. A hundred years ago. Well, we had a few cars, maybe, but 10 miles per hour. 10 miles per hour. Okay. A competent accountant 
100 years ago could earn up to $800 per year. I mean, a dentist 100 years ago made $900 a year. A veterinarian made between 600 and 800. More than 95% of all births 100 years ago took place at home. 90% of doctors 100 years ago had no university education. So I don't, I wonder how they were educated. I, I, I don't know. Uh, eggs were 10 cents a dozen. Coffee was five cents a pound. Women only washed their hair once a month and used borax or egg yolks for shampoo. Can you imagine that? I mean, this was 100 years ago. And I, I think, uh, I think of how far we've come and what we've been through in this in, 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 in our lifetime. The population of Las Vegas, Nevada was only 30, 30 people 100 years ago. Crossword puzzles, iced tea, canned beer hadn't been invented yet. There was neither a Mother's Day nor a Father's Day. Two out of every 10 adults could not read or write and only 6% of adults went to universities. Marijuana, heroin, and morphine were all available over the, over the counter at the local corner chemist. And 18% of households had at least one full-time servant or domestic help. And there were about 230 reported murders in the entire United States of America, which I would have not think it would be that low but it was only 230 reported murders and maybe that's just what was reported maybe it was more I don't know um so I just thought that was just you know nothing to do with real estate but I just thought that was an interesting tidbit um to see what happened 100 years ago because we've come so far so today I want to talk a little about what's breaking and what we can expect from the housing market in the summer and this summer, we are continuing to see low inventory as we have been experienced all year. And, but there might be, you know, and Ace, maybe you could talk about this a little bit. There, there, there's looking like there's going to be a, an affordability issue because a price is going up so high. Um, are you finding that people are having a tougher time with prices being high to get mortgages or are we still uh, pretty creative? You know, it's pretty creative, especially with the low rates um, right now. You know, you can still get a 30-year fix below 3%, Dottie. That's what's really keeping the balance, right, with high home prices. If rates were to go up, um, I would say that that would be a cause of concern. Um, but right now, with home prices being higher and higher, I think it's balanced out by the low interest rates. So folks aren't feeling the impact as much. Um, and that's why it's it's such a frenzy right now um, in the in the marketplace. But we are seeing folks concerned about um, home prices being a little bit higher than um, than the values right now in the suburbs, and that's where there's there's a lot of bidding wars occurring, Dottie. So it's um it really depends if you're buying all cash, and you know the values may not may not necessarily stay as high as they are um, down the line. So that's a concern. But if you're financing, you're still leveraging um, debt financing. So you're, you're in good shape 
as long as the rates stay this low. If rates start going up and home prices continue to increase, then we're going to have, um, you know, some concerns in the marketplace for sure. So, so but we'll see. So we'll Ace, see. I, yeah. I, I, I'm reading that interest rates may rise slightly, but are expected to remain relatively low for the rest of this year. Is that what you're hearing? or? Thinking? Yeah, it's, it's going to stay relatively low, although um, the Federal Reserve has announced that they will not be purchasing any more mortgage-backed securities as of September of this year. So we're going to start seeing um, somewhat of a liquidity issue in the marketplace. And whenever there's a liquidity issue, then rates start going up. So um, as the- okay, as So the what economy, does that exactly mean? I mean, what does that it, exactly mean? So- Yeah, so, so in layman terms, um, you know, uh, it, it means that today, the reason why rates are so low is that um, Fannie and Freddie- uh, really, folks that are, are selling the loans um, to Fannie and Freddie, they have a buyer, right? The government is buying these mortgage-backed securities, thus al- allowing a lot of circulation in the marketplace, keeping rates very, very low. Uh, when there's no buyers and no secondary market, then what happens is rates become higher because no one's purchasing these, these mortgage-backed securities anymore. So literally what, what we're going through today is an artificially artificially low interest rate market because we have big brother um federal reserve purchasing all of these mortgage-backed securities for all of the banks thus creating a a secondary market that's very robust you know people are buying and thus keeping the rates very low for a a pretty long time now Dottie. if you look rates have been hovered around four percent in about two years right so um, and if you remember, two years ago, rates were right around four percent, close to five percent. So, uh, for it to be as low as three um, percent, there's definitely, and, and then that's and that's a concern with inflation today, things of that nature. You know, the government continues to print money, um, so there's there's some concerns there. But look, I, I think the uh, the ethos is correct in trying to stimulate the economy. Real estate is one of the biggest factors in. Um, creating a, a consumer confidence in the marketplace. And I think as we start to come out of the pandemic, people are starting to spend more. Um, you know, we're going to see a, a pretty good recovery. I think folks were saying that New York won't come back until maybe five years uh, from last year. And look at how, how quickly it's come back. Uh, it's unbelievable. Months. It's unbelievable, Dottie, right? So it's, um, and- look... It's, and no one bet on that. You know, no one no bet one. recovery would happen <laughs> as quickly as it's happening. Correct. Uh, no correct. You, you go outside today. <laughs> I got a nasty email. Well, it wasn't nasty. It was just his opinion. So, but I don't agree with it. Because I wrote, I mean, I wrote somewhere in my social media that, you know, that it's really incredible that, you know, we're not there yet, but we really turned around so much quicker than anybody predicted. And then somebody wrote, well, I think you're a little outdated. And obviously, you're just trying to be a salesman and sell. Uh, that's not true. But it is true. Okay? It really yeah. is true. We don't yeah. tell you anything that's not true. And if it's an opinion of any one of us, we will tell you it's our opinion. It's opinion. But I can tell you number-wise. We can tell you number-wise. The city is on fire. Yeah. Stephen, you uh, were going to say yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, if, so a few things. One, in that vein, what we're noticing is a very 
there's definitely a robust market in both the city and the suburbs. But I, I'm going to make a slight prediction of what I'm starting to say. What was interesting Please. is people, as Dottie correctly talked about, many times over the last few months, focusing on the second home market. What's interesting is we were seeing a trend where people were buying their second home before their first home um, oh. in the area. And now what I'm starting to see is a trend where the people who now have already secured the second home and were renting the primary are shifting to buying the primary. And, you know, we had an apartment that just went into contract. And this is just obviously one example, but it, it definitely is showing a trend, which wouldn't have happened three months ago, where um, in the, we had an accepted offer. And then um, there were a flood of offers and the client had to go up nearly 10% more to keep the deal going um, from what was accepted. So what's interesting is also we're noticing is, and, and we can talk more in the new development in, at the 11 o'clock hour, um, is that how contracts are being negotiated with new development have shifted again when they were 90 days ago. So we're definitely seeing some of that. Um, I would say on the interest rate side, I mean, interest rates are great. You know, if rates move a quarter percent, that doesn't bother me at all. I mean, that's just part of the ebb and flow. I, I do think, though, people should make their move um, because I think rates next year, there, there will be a bump up because as Ace was talking about with the repo market, the repurchase, as it's called, but also it's we're spending more, we're taxing more. There's a number of policy changes which I think are, are being discussed, which would be have a bit of an inflationary element combined with the fact that depending upon how the tax laws come out, you know, you may have also an increase in capital gains coming out. So it may really create more obstacles and distance to deal negotiation. So I, I think now it is a very good time because when you buy, you want to hold and you really want to lock in that payment. So there's a number of factors to really keep in mind. I agree with you. However, you know, and they're starting to tell you because there's a lack of inventory. So if you're looking to buy, there's not a lot of inventory. So you might have to settle. I mean, some of the experts are saying, hey, listen, just get in now. So maybe it's not that perfect house. Um, look for a house maybe that needs some work, but it's in the right, like maybe it's in an area that is a, a, a great area and and if you fix that up it'll sell um at a higher price but the problem totally really agree. is totally yeah, agree with that so so the experts are saying hey listen maybe it won't be the the home of your dreams but you should get in now because if you get in now even if it's not the home of your dreams you know you'll you'll be able to sell it eventually um because i and, have and, to and, agree with you not that i have a crystal and, ball but i agree with you Stephen. And, and look, lock in a construction loan. You can get a hybrid loan, and, and, and citizens have to have clients who've used the product in the past, where they get a, a loan, it's one loan, where money is allocated to buy the property, and then money is also lent to actually finance those renovations, and it's locked in at, at a low rate. That's a, that's a way to solve for that problem. Yeah, there's a lot of creative ways. That's why I say quality. I mean, there's so many different ways you can buy, and everyone's situation is different. And the wonderful thing about Citizens Bank is that you can find something that's perfect for you. 
You're going to be right back. We're going to talk real estate. We have a commercial break, and I'm just going to continue to spend to the rest of the summer uh, before we start the next close. Okay, we'll be right back. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. UX prototype engineer, Peloton Interactive Inc. in New York, New York. Job description, conduct complex UX design for innovation, iteration, and optimization of software applications. Translate technical products and design into interactive prototypes. Understand the prospective use of the prototype to better understand the required fidelity and best method for delivering the experience. Translate feature requirements, user flows, wireframes, and UI mockups provided by UX and UI designers to interactive prototypes. Build prototypes across a range of visual fidelity and complexity utilizing different tools, platforms, and programming languages. Prepare prototypes for testing in coordination with user research team and observe and support testing to ensure valid results. Collaborate daily with UX designers, UI designers, and user researchers. Advise front-end engineering teams on implementation of prototyped interactions. Work across product design team and support several simultaneous projects on tight deadlines. Support integration of various hardware products and third-party sensors to power interactive prototypes. Build and maintain reusable frameworks and libraries to enable rapid iteration on high-fidelity prototyping. Advise product, design, and UX teams with technical expertise. May telecommute from any location within the U.S., Resume to Christina.ellis at onepeloton.com, job code 49134.0064. That's Christina.ellis at onepeloton.com, job code 49134.0064. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. My friends over at Route 22 Toyota want me to remind you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, get over to the state-of-the-art service facility in Hillside, New Jersey, please. Alex Kinsella has the entire team staying safe, wearing masks, socially distancing, fogging vehicles with every single service to make sure they're disinfected. At Route 22 Toyota, they always get it right. They're doing their part to stay safe. Plus, right now, Route 22 Toyota is offering qualified buyers more reasons than ever to get into a new Toyota, like 0% APR 
APR financing up to five years and zero down leases on some of your favorite Toyota models. Call 855-621-9949 for details and make sure to tell them Joe sent you. 855-621-9949 to schedule a test drive and Route 22 Toyota will get you driving a new Toyota with 0% interest or zero down leases. Now that is the smart way to buy. Route 22 Toyota, Route 22 West in Hillside, New Jersey or at Route22Toyota.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with my co-hosts, Ace One Suparp and Stephen Ebert. And just to summarize what we predict for the rest of the summer of 2021, these are the trends. Interest rates may raise slightly, but expected to remain relatively low. Home buyers will still be focused in the suburbs, but interest in city living will see some revival as we're seeing it in the city as we speak. Rental assistance will ease some of evictions, which we're going to talk about later in depth. Um, but the financial impact of the pandemic will be very long lasting. Okay. So, um, and I did a little exercise. Okay. And if you think about it, the financial benefits of buying a home and people can debate this, you know, whether it's better to rent or buy, but if you look at the financial benefits of buying a home as compared to renting, that's always a debate. However, one element of the equation that is very much ignored is the ability to build wealth as a homeowner. Most experts are calling for home prices to continue appreciating over the next several years. The most recent home price expectation survey, a survey of of over 100 of the largest and biggest economists and real estate experts, expects home appreciation to increase as follows. They expect it in 2021 to increase 6%, in 2022, 4.5%, 2023, 4%, 2024, 3.6%, 2025, 3.5%. Now that might not seem like a lot to you. However, if you use those projections, and let's say you use a $350,000 home as an example, so that in January of 2021, the home was worth $350,000. In January of, of 2022, that home would be worth $371,000. In, in 2023, that same home would, would be worth $387,000. In 24, it would be worth 403,000. In January 25, it would be worth 417,000. And in January 26, it would be worth 432. And those are relatively conservative projections. So you would have, okay, a homeowner would increase their net worth in five years by over $80,000. Now, that's a lot of money in five years. That's and that's on a three hundred fifty thousand dollar home with very conservative projections. Um, 
that's an average of $16,000 $16, a year annually. So bottom line is homeowners are going to make a substantial amount of money in home equity over the next five years. If you're ready to buy a home, talk with a real estate professional or go speak with Ace or one of the guys at Citizens or Women at Citizens Bank and see how you can possibly get in and start. And like I say to people, when I bought my first house, okay, and I really didn't really want to buy a house yet. I wanted to rent. I bought this small little house in a good area. The house was so tiny that when you sat in the kitchen, if you leaned back on your chair, you would hit the refrigerator, okay? It was a tiny little cottage, but it was a nice area. Everything was expensive, more expensive around it. And that allowed me to start, when I sold that, it allowed me to start having the equity that I, I got from that first home that was really ugly, okay? <laughs> um, but it was in a good area and it was cheap. And that allowed me to start to buy my second and third home. So it really is, if you can swing it, and I, again, advise you to sit down with Ace and the team at Citizens, you are so much better off because rent, you're just throwing your money away. And the only time I would tell people that I think it's wise to invest if you don't know your future, like if you don't know if you're going to keep your job or not, or let's say you know you're going to be relocating. Maybe you won't have enough time to, to, to increase the equity. But truthfully, I so much, you know, and I'm not trying to sell anyone anything. I so much believe in home ownership. And I really, who had nothing, can tell you from my own experience, home ownership started me on the band of creating equity and, 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 and net worth. And there's no better way to do it. It's very hard to do that on a job annually. Steve, you might want to be able to give us a little insight on this, but according to what I'm reading, commercial real estate landlords are saying that malls are back. And they're saying that after a devastating year for malls, shoppers are heading back in droves. They say that foot traffic was up 86% at 50% of the shopping centers tracked, okay? Um, it's still lower than it was, you know, before the pandemic, but it's certainly moving in the right direction. Mall owners are saying that um, also what's improving shoppers look to get out of their houses and spend the government stimulus checks so people are spending money. Things are definitely better. And landlords say the collection rates have also improved. And last April, after the first pandemic lockdown set in, rent collections had dropped to 58%, and they have largely rebounded by the end of the year. And new tenants, including healthcare providers and restaurants, are getting things at cheaper terms. So what are you seeing with the commercial end of it, Stephen? Yeah, so we're seeing uh, those those comments are all correct. We're seeing a readjustment on a few different ways. Number one, as you as you said, things are getting better. But also number two, there is still a need to do some repositioning and reimagining of some malls, right? They're, they're depending upon what type of mall and depending upon where it's located, it makes a very very big difference. Right, you have some types of malls, which is your sort of local mall where you have a supermarket, a dry cleaner, 
you know, a, a, a hair salon, right? Those, you know, you had some dips, let's say, in the, for the hair salon due to the pandemic, but those are your sort of everyday kind of malls. There's really not much of a need for much change because people still go to the supermarkets and go to the local pharmacies and things like that. But then when you have different malls, the more of the retail shopping malls for clothes, um, for example, that's where it's very community specific. In certain communities, you see the trends are very similar. The idea of going to the mall as sort of an activity and for your shopping experience um, is there. But other ones are not doing well in that category. And they're figuring out how to rechange the package. How do we give a reason for people to come there? So, for example, they're looking to put in medical offices there uh, for doctor's appointments, and then that's the draw, and then you do shopping there. Or they're looking to have more entertainment. So you'll see these virtual reality-type arcades, or you'll see amusement parks like the new Nickelodeon amusement park uh, in the Meadowlands. So this is where I see it's still part of a process of repositioning the malls, and they don't fully know where to go. I'll tell you, there's another um, company out there, and what they're doing is they're buying malls that are really in great decay. Um, and let's say, for example, particularly they're taking big department stores like Sears that used to be there that are no longer there, and they have major vacancies, and they're using that as distribution centers and pickup points for people because usually the malls are by good transportation hubs with great parking. So. It's, a, it's really about understanding what's the value in a localized way and then taking that and looking across the country and, and having the right kind of experience. And it's going to be very, very different, right? Do you have a beautiful looking mall where people want to go or a mall that's really not that pretty, but is very functional, right? So this is where there is not one cookie cutter answer, um, and, but there are companies now exactly working on figuring that out and repositioning these assets. All right, thank you. I'm going to take a quick question for Steve from Paul from Oceanside. Morning, Paul. Good morning. I have you on the line. Okay, am Good I morning, on? Paul. Thanks for calling Island Real Estate. You're yeah. in Oceanside, Hi, Long Island, which I love. Yeah, it's a nice community. But my, my wife and I have been renting in I Arizona to, oh. for the last 10 years. And this year, when we called up, you have a property see, in Arizona. No, we rent uh, from a complex in Desert Ridge, and we called up and asked for an apartment to rent for three months: uh, um, December, January, and February, or January, February, and March. They raised the rental fee almost a thousand dollars. So in um, March, which was the peak, went from 34 to 44. And so, <clears throat> obviously, that has become a problem for us. I'm just uh, wondering if is there any way to work around this? And I know this is happening all over in Florida and in other parts of Arizona. Um, unless you can make yes. a personal contact. What do you suggest I do? Can you just hold off and we'll answer that question? We have a commercial break coming up. And so we'll answer your question on what you can do if you're 
rents are rising and they're increasing the rents by large amounts because it's happening all over the country. Um, hold that call. We'll be right back. We'll just do a quick commercial break and we'll, Steve will answer your questions. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo for Pat Lafreda Meat Purveyors. You know they supply many of New York and New Jersey's finest restaurants. Yes, like 1,600 of those restaurants. Now you can get the same high-quality selection of meats for your most important customer, your own family. Lafreda deals in only premium 100% black Angus cattle raised and grazed in the United States. Their only focus is meat. You won't find any frozen side dishes or any gimmicks here. Offering every kind of meat and every cut like a tomahawk bone-in ribeye porterhouse center cut filet just to name a few supplying only the highest quality beef pork lamb veal poultry and america's best burger chop meat blends shipped overnight cut the night you place your order and always fresh never frozen order online please at lafreda.com l-a-f-r-i-e-d-a lafreda.com Dear Cancer, if you think you're going to put my life on hold, think again. I did my homework and I found a cancer treatment option that requires no surgery, minimal downtime, and virtually no side effects. It's called Proton Therapy at Procure Proton Therapy Center. Proton Therapy targets cancer tumors more precisely than traditional radiation therapy with less radiation to nearby healthy tissues. And thanks to Procure, I don't have to travel far for treatment. Located in Somerset, Procure is New Jersey's most experienced proton therapy center, offering the most advanced form of radiation with the most precise technology. That's right, cancer. I still have the choice and energy to go on that hike with friends or spend a Saturday afternoon with my grandkids. I chose proton therapy at Procure, and now my hope has been restored. I'm living my best life. If you've been diagnosed with cancer, visit Procure.com or call 855-3-PROTON today. Sun's out and shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price on our most popular outdoor shades and transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light-filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, we're offering up to 35% off everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold and 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast. Upgrade your backyard and window treatments with Blinds.com today and enjoy your new view all summer long. Visit Blinds.com today to shop up to 35% off site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. And we were on the phone talking to Paul. He had a question for Stephen. His rent in Arizona has been increased by quite a bit. And your exact question is, what, what do you do? Is that Paul? What's the, what's, Paul yeah, what's what would your, your question is, what do you do? Yeah. Stephen, do you have do? any ideas? Well, un- unfortunately, there, there's um, they're limited recourse because generally speaking, a second home um, sort of temporary vacation rental is really not subject to any market regulation. So it's whatever the market bears. Um, obviously, as we people may be familiar with, if it's your primary residence, there's certain things like rent control, rent stabilization in New York. But if you're just looking to do a vacation rental um, for three months, um, it's whatever really the market can bear. There's really no regulation. The landlord doesn't have to rent to you. So the, you know, one, you can try to have a negotiation with them and to see what they would find, you know, what they'd be willing to do to maybe have a lower rental rate. So for example, maybe if the term of your lease was different, um, usually the shorter the term, the landlord like to charge more. Um, because they have a turnover on the property. So maybe you can work with the landlord on the timing of the rental to get a reduction. Um, Maybe if you had a dialogue with them and if you maybe committed to renting for the foreseeable future, right? Maybe if you could cut a deal that said, look, I will rent for three months this year and I'll agree now to sign a lease to rent three months the following year. Because again, you're committing to a bigger tenancy Maybe they're right. willing to give you a better deal that way, but it's really, it's really more of a negotiation issue rather than really a legal question, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, and my that. my only two cents on that is, yeah, my only two cents on that is that because it's only three months, um, you know, that's a pain in the if you're a landlord to have to kind of rent something every three months. So. Um, but I'm sure that if he didn't think he could get the money, he wouldn't throw you out. Like if he thought that he couldn't get that rent. So maybe you could go to a real estate office and kind of find out what the going rate rents are for something for three months. And maybe you'll find somebody who's cheaper. Uh, but I would first call the landlord. And I think, you know, if you could possibly make it a longer rental, he might be more apt to uh, give you a better price. Okay, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, you're welcome. Now, I wanted to talk a little about, you know, home prices, of course, have gone up, but they aren't the only costs that have been soaring over the past few months. It seems just about everything from rental cars to puppies, everything's gotten more expensive. And um, that could help determine whether home prices have more room to rise because as everything around you gets more expensive, affordability, you know, people have less money to spend. So inflation of goods and services rose 5% in May. That means many household items and services now cost about 5% more than they did just 12 months ago. So in other words, you would need to earn 5% more than they did a year ago just to keep up to what you had last year. So this comes after years of inflation and about, I guess where inflation was about 2%. 
So rising inflation could affect the hot housing market. So will it be a force that cools down with double digit price growth? Now, we really don't know that. I, I'd be curious if anyone has any ideas on this case. This is you know, speculation. We don't know if these are temporary adjustment pains as the economy opens back up, or if this is a sign of a more consistent price increase that could be a problem. Um, the short-term rising inflation could further inflame the housing market, leading to an increase in demand as investors turn to real estate. Many, but most of us believe that homes are a fairly safe investment and they will grow in value as higher rate, at a higher rate than that of inflation. Um, so, you, you, you know, you have that to consider. And I'm one of those people. I, I really think that homes are pretty, you know, if you buy right, pretty good. And as long as you can hold them. Inflation also typically, as they said, leads to higher mortgage rates. So the prospect of rates rising could drive more people into the market who want to take advantage of today's record low rates. And more buyers are likely to equal even higher prices. And I'm hearing all over the country where people are paying $100,000 more, $150,000 more for a house that's not even worth it just to get in now. And, you know, Ace, how would you equate it? People don't realize if interest rates go up, substantially and we don't expect that this year that really changes the whole dynamics of what you pay you can't only look at the price you have to look at interest rates yeah it really uh, does a one percent increase equivalates to a 12 percent less buying power right so um that really affects your ability to pay for a home in terms of the price point so if increase if rates increase by one percent you can knock off 12% off of that sale price um, right away, right? In terms of your affordability and ability to buy. So as, as rates start to increase, um, it really uh, puts a lot of pressure on sellers to, to price their homes correctly. Um, so we'll, we'll see a little bit of a, a equilibrium in terms of balancing of the price of, of price points going forward. But as Stephen and yourself mentioned, you know, we don't foresee rates going up tremendously in the next 12 months. And Stephen mentioned earlier in the show that the time is probably now in terms of the ideal, um, the ideal opportunity. Just because rates are so low, Dottie, um, I, I want to make sure that our listeners aren't too focused on price, to, to your point. And they're really looking at their monthly payments. Um, if they are taking advantage of a mortgage, that's something that they should be more focused on, which is what are you comfortable paying? Uh, what is your monthly payment? And if you're renting today, you know, you're just paying it really to to the thin air, right? You're really not building equity. Um, so you should really look at all of your options. I think it's important to remember what Ace said. First, go to Ace or anybody at Citizens and find out what you're comfortable in spending as a monthly number and how much that would cost you to borrow. Because it's not price, it's interest rate. You can have a really cheap price, but if the interest rate's a lot higher, you're going to be paying a lot more. So I think you've got to get comfortable with a number that, as Ace always, I know you always say this, a number that's comfortable for you and then back into it that way. And then, you know, Ace can tell you, okay, at this number, if this is what you want to spend monthly, this is about what you could borrow. I think that's kind of a safer way to do it I, I for, for most people. Uh, 
And I think that you should, if you can find something, and even if you have to compromise and not find the perfect house, I think there's no better time because even a small increase in mortgage rates add up to higher mortgage payments. So uh, I, I think it's a great time to buy. And again, there's very little inventory. And ask, you know, your broker, if you have a good broker, you know, sometimes people don't, you know, don't have their houses on the market yet. You know, you might just ask them to knock on some doors and see if there's anybody available. Because uh, truthfully, if you're a seller, it's a good time to sell now. Because again, as a seller, if interest rates go up, that's going to affect what price you get. So I would say it's an ideal time for sellers and the buyers to buy now. Uh, by the way, as far as trends go, there is, um, I don't think they can do this in New York. We don't have enough land, uh, but maybe outside of, New, you know, not, not New York City, but outside of New York City and all over the country. One of the newest trends is build to rent suburbs. And these are poised to spread across the United States of America. And so for some residents, um, it's kind of like, a gated community, but they have like a bunch of houses, let's say 200 houses. Um, they all have, you know, roofs, garage, fences, um, but they aren't forever home or even sort of they are one and two bedroom rentals with rent starting at like 1420. Now that's, that's in Arizona here that would vary, but they're making subdivisions of, they're building subdivisions where they have land of single family homes not to sell, just to rent. Investors have been buying up single family houses to rent out for the last year or two. Um, so we think that rentals are gonna, you know, as, as affordability gets tough, rentals are gonna be big. And today build to rent homes make up over just uh, only up maybe 6% of the new homes that they're building. Uh, but they feel that that number will triple by 2024. So that's another trend to keep an eye on. It's, but, you know, as I said, I don't think you'll see that in the city. That's going to take place where there's lots of land and they have plenty of land to build on. So that's that's another uh, a trend that I, that I see coming and that we really think is something that you all should really look at. I want to talk a little about the New York City market, but before I do that, I, you're hearing a lot about a bubble. Now, let me ask you and anybody in the audience, please call and, and, and give your opinion. Steven and Ace, do you think there's a housing bubble? I don't, I don't think we're, you know, I don't think we're there at, the, at this point. Do I have a couple of, concerns long term um i have a couple things but i think in the short term i think the market's going to be very strong i think some of the things that you mentioned a few minutes ago that are inflationary look there are two elements for that are giving inflationary pressure there is some long-term pressure you know federal spending is very high and needs to come down um that's that's a key part of it the repurchase market of securities that ace mentioned that's a that will be a key factor I think some of the short-term inflationary items that we're seeing has to do with the repositioning of the economy. People need to remember 
opening and closing the economy is not like flipping a light switch. You know, it takes months and it will take more months for shipping containers to be back in alignment for imports. It takes months. If you, anyone wants to rent a car, go look online. You'll see how much they went up. And it's not because people are traveling more than they did two years ago. You have to reposition fleets and things. And it's like turning a cruise ship as opposed to turning a speedboat. So there's some short-term higher costs, right? Lumber went up tremendously. But a big reason behind the lumber increase was, in fact, they weren't actually cutting down and preparing and shipping lumber out. So there's, there's some short-term issues with it. The longer term is when you're talking about residential housing, and this is one of the reasons why New York has the ability to be stronger than other parts of the country besides limited demand, I'm sorry, limited supply, excuse me, right? You can't make Manhattan, the island bigger. Um, we have a global market of buyers. Um, but for housing as a general proposition around the country, it has to keep up with salaries. And when he started, it was really interesting, you know, 100 years ago when accountants were making $800 and dentists making $900 a year, at a certain point, buying power is limited. So we ultimately have to grow the economy and grow assets and wages for people because that ultimately will be the limit of, gro of growth of value of real estate in most of the country because you can only buy what you can afford. So right. that's and really by the, way, the answer. Most people are not calling this a bubble. Uh, most economists say uh, that the millennial buyers make up the largest share of homeowners and they're all buying. And it's no surprise because they've reached that age. And there's a shortage. Oh, you know, in other words, there's a, so the supply is so low that probably that's the biggest contributor of the rapid rise in prices. Now, is that an exact science? No, but for the most part, we really think that it's not a bubble that's just gonna go burst, which you know is what you're hearing back and forth. We think it's the low, low supply. And uh, what's happening though, because of the prices getting higher and higher, uh, because of the low supply, you know, you have to, you're, you're gonna have an affordability issue where it's gonna be harder for first time buyers to get into the market. So therefore you better speak with Ace and the people at Citizens. Um, I think we've come across, we're at 11 o'clock already. Boy, does time fly. We're excited to have Susan DeFranca, who runs up, uh, she's the CEO of Douglas Elements, developed the new development department. And he's probably the best in the Not probably, he is the best in the And we can't wait to talk to her about what's going on with new development.